praise Jesus. Just open up in prayer. Father, humble myself before you as a servant, mouthpiece, an instrument, nothing more, Lord. I know where I was when I found you, Father. I was nothing. I am nothing apart from you. There's nothing I cannot do with you. Father, I thank you for this wonderful opportunity, this great honor of preaching your word. Father, i never forget the massive responsibility that this is, Lord. And so I trust and depend entirely upon you to minister your word, Lord, not my own. I pray that your word will be spirit. It will be life. It will be life-changing for your people, Lord. And that your word, Lord, carried by your anointing, will minister to the hearts of your children today. Speak through me, Spirit of Christ. I bind anything that will try and steal your glory. I bind proud. I bind self-promotion. I bind self. I become less. Become more, my Lord. Glorify yourself. In Jesus' mighty name, if you agree, say, Amen. Family, I... The message that I'm teaching today is not something that I really wanted to do. It's something that I have to do. There really just is no choice at the moment, and, and you'll, you'll understand as we, as we go through this. And I, I don't ever preach my own messages. I never preach what I want to preach. Never. Jesus said this. He said, I only say what the Father commanded me and, and how to say it. That's what he said. I only say what the Father commanded me to say and even how to say it. He said, I only speak as the Father teaches me. So I really, really, really trust, believe, and know this is a word from the Lord in this season. Now, many of you know our story, but we never wanted to become pastors. It was never something we ever wanted to do. It was never, ever, ever something we ever wanted to do. We were always kind of the introverted people, never had many friends, very, very nervous to speak in front of crowds of people, very. And, uh, and the Lord called us for this. And when he called, I said, Lord, okay, your word says that unless the Lord build the house, they who labor, labor in vain. So Lord, I'll be obedient, you build the house. And so we didn't have a clue on how to do church, and the Lord has, has really been faithful in my brother. Nice to see you and my dear sister. Missed you guys. Um, and really trusting in the Lord to do it. And he's been faithfully doing it. Everything here is God. We didn't know what to do. Sometimes we still don't know what to do. But yet we've got a Bible college, third year students, and Jesus is building his church. And so a while back, I'm not even sure, I think it was even last year, December, the Lord ministered to my heart. He's moving to a new dimension of his glory. And I thought, wow, that's so awesome. And you know, you have a preconception about what this is. And I started to preach on it. Many of you will remember. And um, that I wasn't very open-minded to what God was actually saying to me. And we were doing the normal pastoral thing, just praying for people like we always do. Nothing different praying for people. People came for prayer. We pray for them. We lay hands on them and carry on as normal. And one day, um, a lady who was in Bible college was just struggling to focus in the classes. We thought, okay, fine. 
came for prayer and um, while we were just sitting on the table and uh, they were sitting opposite, we were just making small talk. Next minute, just out of the blue, this dear lady just swore at me in this very peculiar voice. I can't even tell you the words that were said. We sat there and we were absolutely shocked. What is going on? What, what happened? And the Lord started to, to minister to me that, that this is part of his glory. Part of his glory. And so with the same heart that I had when we started ministry, I said, Lord, I don't know what it is that you're doing. And I really don't know how to do what it is you're calling us to do, but I'm just going to be obedient. Whatever direction you point, Lord, I'll follow. Amen? And I said, Lord, if you want to do this, you need to teach me. And so this started this, this incredible journey. And we, we also said, Lord, you bring the people. And, uh, and the Lord just started to bring people and bring people and... And, and just supernaturally, he would start to expose certain things, stuff we thought that was just all wives' tales. But it was something we never initiated, something we never looked for. This was, this was God. And, um, and it ended up where people would, would, would travel from the country. We pray for people in Switzerland and, and international, and God is just doing something incredible. And then we started to pray for pastors and worship leaders and intercessors. People that just felt that something's just not right, something's holding us back. And we'd see God expose the darkness and move so mightily. And what started to become disturbing was when we started to pray for little kids, little innocent little children, they had never done anything wrong. Little 10-year-old kids, and, and it was so traumatic for my wife and myself. We don't mind praying for adults. We don't mind fighting for adults, and it's war. We, we spent hours, we spent up to 16 hours fighting for people. When you hold these little babies, these little children, you spend three hours, and you watch how God starts to impact this child and starts to move in their life and starts to remove all of these things. We don't know. We can't do it. And then we just started to see things just starting to escalate. Where a, a, a couple that's in the church here now phoned me one day earlier and said, Pastor Carl, you've got to come quick. I said, what's going on? She got to come quick, Pastor Carl, my neighbor. My neighbor's manifesting. They put the phone and I hear this person on the other side of the line making these animal-like sounds and I rush there and I get there. Their neighbor just suddenly, evil spirits took over this person's body and this poor man was, was manifesting and snarling like an animal and, and being very intimidating. And, and then earlier this week, I had a meeting with a principal at a school where something very, very strange happened. This principal explained to me that during class, the one student just started to, 
to manifest. Manifest means that which is hidden is brought to the light. In, the, in the, Something that's in the spiritual realm that's hidden becomes revealed, exposed. And this young student just starts manifesting in this evil spirit had taken over this child's body in the classroom. And violently, then her, her friends went to help her. As soon as her friends went to help her, they got infected by this, this evil spirit, this evil presence. And then they started convulsing and they started becoming overwhelmed by these spirits. And then this principal says, then the strangest thing happened. The classroom next door, they weren't even, they were oblivious to this. All of a sudden, the students in there, they just got hit by this unseen evil force and they all just started to manifest. Then it jumped to the other building. He explained, Pastor Carl, we've got three buildings. Then suddenly, whatever it was, it hit this other building. The students there started to manifest. And then the matrix were busy writing exams in a controlled environment, completely oblivious, doing the exams, and all of a sudden, whatever it was, hit these students. And a total of 15 students went into full demonic manifestation. And they tried to put it in a box. They tried to, to classify it. They tried to, you know, maybe it's drugs. They're like, no, man, this isn't drugs, this. This isn't, this, this is spiritual. They called it a spiritual awakening. They couldn't, this, now you've got to understand, this is a school, a public school. To get to the point where you have to say, this is demonic. It means they have looked all other avenues to try to box it and they couldn't. And I spoke to him and he said, you know, Pastor Carl, this is, this is not, this mass event is, is, is rare. But he says, this is quite common. Where students, suddenly, they would begin to, and it's normal. And they, they, they have a process and they follow this process. And I spoke to some friends in ministry. They said, you know what, Pastor Carl, we're hearing this in other, other schools as well. And it's, it's become so Obvious to me that we're in a completely different spiritual environment. I mean, w when I was a child, things like evil spirits, I mean, that was just like in movies, right? Like exorcist. Now, I never ever my whole childhood was ever exposed to anything like this. It was unheard of. But now it's like, what is going on? It's like we're in a completely different spiritual atmosphere and we need to just get a hold of this and understand this, right? The scripture says in 1 John 10 verse 10, the New Living Translation, that the thief, the devil, his purpose is to steal, to kill, to destroy. And that's what he's doing. You know, 99% of all failed marriages, it's from the kingdom of darkness. 99% of all substance abuse, it's demonic. 99% of suicide, it's demonic. 99% of illnesses, it's demonic. 
And we have this, this, this hidden, which is not so hidden anymore, but we have this, this enemy that is just going unopposed and is just stealing and killing and destroying. And these kids, these innocent kids are getting, are victims of this and marriages. And, and, and my question is this. How can we as so-called so Christians just turn a blind eye? How can we? How can we say we don't believe in it? We're not going to scratch with it. You go tell it to those 15 kids whose lives are wrecked. They don't understand what happened. Why? Because no one told them anything because everybody's just trying to shove it under the rug. It's just absolutely blows my mind how the greatest enemy of all humanity he's in the beginning of the book he's in the end of the book he's right through the book but everybody wants to just ignore him the author of all destruction one peter 5 verse 8 in the new living translation says listen stay alert tell your neighbor stay alert Watch out. Tell your neighbor, watch out. For your great enemy, the the devil, he's prowling around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. So obviously he can't devour everyone. He's looking for someone. Some people, specific people. Amen? You want to know who they are? I'll show you in a minute. But he's just going unopposed. And he is he, he's, he's winning so much because everybody just doesn't want to believe in him and, and something happens and they, and they just get a label. All right, well, it's this. And then they'll label it that and then they, they, they just claim it and it becomes theirs. And then, then something happens to their kids and they'll go to an ungodly person for advice and they'll give them labels and they'll take their labels they'll stick those labels all over their kids and people are just just easy pickings for the enemy Hosea 4 verse 6 the NIV says my people my Christians are destroyed why from a lack of knowledge from ignorance and because you have rejected knowledge what knowledge Bible knowledge. Listen, it's not something that someone's manufactured or I manufactured. It's in the Bible. Because you have rejected the knowledge that is in the Bible and you want to be ignorant, wow, I reject you as my priest. No anointing. Because you have ignored the law of your God, I will ignore your children. Why? Because everything you do not deal with gets handed down. It doesn't only affect you, it affects your children for generations. And then people have challenges. They go say, doctor, oh no, it's ADHD, it's DID, it's depression, it's anxiety. Label, label, label. Those are names of spiritual oppressions we've cast out of people. We need to wake up, family. We really, really, really need to wake up, family. We cannot be ignorant the Lord didn't say just be ignorant of the devil. The Lord didn't say just, just ignore the devil. The Lord didn't say just pretend he's not there. No, he says, James 4 verse 7, humble yourself, humble yourself. 
Humble yourself. Stop being so prideful. Stop thinking you know everything. Humble yourself. Resist the devil, family. You have to resist him, family. You have to resist him in your own life. You have to resist him in your thought life. You have to resist him when your children are being attacked. You have to resist the devil. You have to draw the lines, family. You have to resist the devil, then he will flee from you. But instead of that, we just roll over. What's wrong with me? Oh, now I've got this condition. Oh, thank you, Mr. Devil. I'll take that. You know? No family. And you know the thing is, we have seen these people healed. People with severe anxiety healed. People with suicide Suicidal thoughts. One person came from Tabazimi. They said, Connie says, I'm going to kill myself now. I said, just get ya. No, I'm, you don't understand. I'm standing here now. I'm going to kill myself. Just came out of a, a, a hospital. I'm going to kill myself, Pastor Carl. I'm going to do this now. Just get ya for heaven's sake. Gotcha. Couple moments in the presence of the Lord. Healed. Completely. You see, family, you've got to hear me. 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 The darkness is growing, family. Darkness is growing. We've seen it. It's growing. It's growing. It's growing. The darkness is growing. But the light is also growing. You have to hear me. The light is also growing. God is never going to get outdone by the devil. Give me a break. It's not going to happen. The scripture says, John 1 verse 5, the New Living Translation, the light shines in the darkness. That's where we shine the brightest, family, is in the darkness. And the darkness can never extinguish the light. Impossible. The scripture talks about this great darkness, and this is the scripture the Lord gave me when he spoke about the glory, and some of you will recognize it. It's Isaiah 60 verse 1, the NIV. It says, arise and shine. Tell your neighbor, arise, shine. Arise and shine. Your light has come. The light that overcomes the darkness has come. And the glory of the Lord rises upon you. See, darkness covers the earth. And the thick darkness over all the people. How many of you see that? But the Lord rises upon you. And his glory appears on you. And you know, family, this is wonderful. And we all cheer and we all, man, yeah, this is awesome. But it's not for everybody. You've got to choose the light. Because you see, we're in a season right now of darkness, of growing darkness. And darkness over the, all the people, deception over all the people. There's light and there's growing light. You need to decide, are you going to choose darkness? You're going to choose light. Because if you stay in the darkness, deception is going to grow. Listen to me. Your deception is going to grow. Darkness is going to grow. If you're not growing in the knowledge of God, the revelation of God, if you're not pursuing and growing in the anointing, if you're not pursuing and growing in the gifts of God and, and, and pursuing God, you are growing in deception. 
growing in darkness. And you need to decide what is it you're going to do. It's like a wave. God showed us earlier was this wave of this glory that's coming. And that's, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, yeah. The, 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 this wave, but, but in order to, to, to catch this wave, you, you can't just sit by and, and hope it's going to happen. Just like a, a surfer sees it coming and paddles like crazy to catch this wave. And if you're not paddling hard enough, you miss it. You miss it. And I'm telling you now, family, listen to me. The churches that are growing in the light are going to grow in the light. Churches that want to remain in ignorance, they're going to grow in ignorance. They're going to grow in deception. Because you've got to understand this. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Just listen to the word, family. God is a spirit, family. The kingdom of heaven funks in supernatural, spiritual power, not religion. Do you hear me? 1 Corinthians 4 verse 20 in the NIV, for the kingdom of God, say kingdom of God. It's not a matter of talk, family, of power. If you don't see power, there is no kingdom of God. Nothing. If there's no kingdom of light, there's another kingdom there, let me tell you. I promise you. And you might say, well, Pastor Cole, what power is this? What power? Signs, wonders, miracles, power, God, the kingdom of heaven, revealed, manifest into the natural for us to see that it's real. Not religion. And family, I want to say this again. That's why as a church, we are so, I'm so grateful for the praying people. I'm so grateful for the hungry hearts. Because we just want to push in. We just, we're on that wave, man. We just want to keep going. Because I'm telling you what, if you're not going to grow in spiritual enlightenment and in glory, you, you're going to grow cold. And, and the little bit of enlightenment that you think you have, it's going to be taken away from you. The little bit of spiritual discernment, spiritual knowledge, your little bit of what you think you know, it's going to go. Because you're going to miss the wave. Matthew 13 verse 11, the New Living Translation. Listen, Christ Encounter Ministries and the other ecclesia churches around the world, you are permitted to understand the secrets, say secrets, of the kingdom of heaven, say kingdom of heaven. But others not. Others not. Why oh, they want to be ignorant? They're gonna miss they're missing the wave. To those who listen to my teaching. You know, Jesus said, Those who have ears hear. Everybody had ears, but this is spiritual. Those who are listening, those who are listening to my teaching, more will be given, more revelation, more anointing, more power, more gifts, more miracles. They will have more understanding and abundance of rhema and logos knowledge. But for those, those who want to become ignorant, those who are just not listening, those who know better, 
even a little bit that they think they have. This is all my Christians. Even a little bit that they think they have. It's going to be taken away from them. Miss the wave. They're going to sit and watch God moving. What are they going to do? Criticize. As God moves. Family, I need you to understand me. If you continue and we continue to resist the spiritual secrets of God, the kingdom of heaven, embrace God who is a spirit family. It's not a religion. Religion crucified Jesus. Jesus came. He said, this is the Christ. This is the anointed signs, wonders, miracles, power. What they do? Crucify him. If Jesus had to come and do what he'd done there now, would you crucify him? Or would you embrace and say, listen, if that's Christianity, I'll take it all. And family, I'm telling you now, if you do not, and if we do not, if we are not that Ecclesia church, if we are not the remnant church, we're just going to become an imposter church, fake church. Fake Christians. We'll look like Christians. We'll talk like Christians. We'll have a form of religion, but no power. That's not Christianity. Sorry. It's not Christianity. In the book of Timothy, Paul is speaking to Timothy about the end times. This is, this is what you're going to see in the end times. You're going to see people, they hold on to a form of outward godliness, religion. They look religious. They're holding on to it. They're religious, religious people. Although they have denied its power. God is power. Do you understand that? If God's in the place, shouldn't we know about it? If the creator of all creation steps into a room, shouldn't we know it? Although they have denied its power, avoid such people, keep far away from them. Why? Because they're infectious. The kingdom of darkness is infectious. It's like diseases. It creates little factions and, and, and infects people just like Lucifer infected a third of heaven in heaven. How did he get that right? They knew God. They saw God. They created beings. But yet they were deceived. Now, I understand, I understand that many people are not so open to the devil, not so open to demons. But family, I want to tell you, we're at a crossroads right now. We're at a crossroads. We're at a crossroads right now. And you know what? It's a package deal. Don't tell me you're godly. God's a spirit. Hello? He functions in the supernatural realm. His angels are supernatural. It's a spiritual God. You can't have the one without the other. It's a package deal. Amen. So family, now I want to teach you. I, I really, I, this, what I'm going to teach you now is so important. I just want to build a little foundation for this, 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 this journey that we're going to go on. Essential journey. And as Christians, listen, if it's in the Bible, if it's in the Bible, we need to accept it. We need to believe it. And we need to just do it. How many of you just, just agree with that very basic statement? If not, we can't call ourselves Christians. Amen? So we have a story 
in Mark 9 verse 39, there was an account of a man who was not a disciple. This man was going about casting out demons. And then the disciples came to Jesus and said to him, Lord, there's this man casting out demons in your name. We tried to stop this man. How dare he? Mark 9 verse 39. What does Jesus say about this? Don't stop him. Don't stop him. Do not stop him. Do not stop the work of the kingdom of light. Don't stop him. Jesus said, no one who performs a miracle, but he's casting out demons. No one who performs a miracle, say this, deliverance is a miracle. It's a miracle. Do you know the same, the Bible says the same power to cast out demons is the same power to heal. And he says, no one who performs a miracle in my name will soon be able to speak evil of me. Deliverance is a testimony to Jesus. Do you see that? It's a testimony to Jesus. Do not stop my testimony, he says. Do not stop my miracle working power. Do not stop. Do not stand in the way of my kingdom working. Amen. Jesus continues to say in Mark 9, verse 39, anyone who is against us, against what? What is he talking about? Casting out of demons. Anyone who is against us, casting out of demons, is not for us. Anyone who is against the kingdom of light, the kingdom of God, Performing miracles. Anyone who's against it, they're not of my kingdom, says the Lord Jesus Christ. They're siding with the opposite kingdom. Why would you side with the kingdom of darkness? Why? And we see Matthew 12, verse 13, New Living Translation. Anyone who isn't with me opposes me. Anyone who isn't working with me is actually working against me. Listen, if you are against deliverance, you're against Jesus. Do you see that? Come on, guys, you've got to wake up. The scales must fall off your eyes. You've been listening to too many religious, demonic people trying to get you out, trying to deceive you, getting you into the wrong kingdom. Do you see that, family? If you are not pro-deliverance, if you are not pro the kingdom of God fighting, if you are not pro this, you are against Christ. You are of the Antichrist kingdom. Do you see that? Please see that, family. And family, we've seen in recent months and even weeks, we've seen incredible moves of God. How many of you have seen the moves of God happening in this place? I mean, for weeks now, months, we've seen, we've seen people falling under the power of God. We've seen God touching people just randomly. I've seen people falling in the back. Power of God coming on people. We've seen in worship where, 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 where those hidden devils just start to manifest and scream during worship. We've seen so many people, demons getting cast out. Then our vein came here and there was a 
function in the prophetic, the gifts of the Holy Spirit, then again, demons were cast out. Then Rita came here. Same thing, power of God. Demons cast out. Now I want to ask you this question. Who's doing that? People are so critical. Who is doing that? Do we hypnotize people? Are the demons like they I don't like the song, man. Ah! Amen. Do you see me push people down? No. So who's doing that? A little bit louder. A little bit louder. God, you want to oppose that? Do you want to oppose that? As children of light, we need to embrace the kingdom of God. Amen. Jesus said in Matthew 12, verse 20 at the NRV, that it is by the Spirit of God that I drive out demons. Then the kingdom of God has come near you. Praise Jesus. When you see demons cast out, people falling, people getting touched, heaven has arrived. The kingdom of heaven is here. That is evidence that our king is alive, is on the throne. Jesus is real. God is real. That is evidence of the kingdom. The kingdom has come near. How could we oppose that? Amen. Someone said, praise Jesus. The kingdom of God is being here, family. Wow. The kingdom of God has been here. Wow. And listen, war's not pretty. War's not pretty. But when you see that happening, that's God fighting for his children. That's God, the kingdom of heaven, warring against the kingdom of darkness. But I know that many people do not understand this. They do not get this. And I want to teach you today. Because you see, the Lord will, 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 will confirm his word. The more people I teach on this, the more we'll see the kingdom of heaven. The more people hungry for the kingdom of heaven, the more people see it happening and say, I want that. The more the kingdom of heaven will be exposed. So is it okay to cast demons out in church? You guys are so cool. <laughs> but for those listening who are not here, Let's look at scriptures. I want us to just learn from scriptures, family. Can we do that? Let's just see what the book says. Amen. So Mark 1 verse 21. Jesus and his companions went to the town of Capernaum. When Sunday came, it was actually Saturday, the true Sabbath. When the Sabbath came, he went into the synagogue. What's that? Church, local church. And he began to teach. The people were amazed at his teaching. For he taught with real authority and anointing. Quite unlike the religious law. You can tell if the Spirit of God is moving in a place. Amen. Suddenly. Say suddenly. 
a man outside. In the way. See, in the kerk. Dat is baie duivels in die kerk. He was possessed by an evil spirit, cried out, why are you interfering with us? And I want to say, why are you not interfering with it? Why are you interfering with us, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? Oh, absolutely, yes. I know who you are. You're the Holy One of God. But Jesus reprimanded him. Shut up and come out of the man. He ordered. Amen. At that, the evil spirit screamed. Threw the man into this convulsion. Then came out of him. Amazement gripped the audience. They began to discuss what happened. What new sorts of teaching is this? Wow. So Jesus was the guest speaker, you can say, at the local church. He went into the church. Demons started to manifest in the church. What did he say? Please take him to an outside room. Stop manifesting. What did he do? Confronted it. Kicking, screaming, biting, spitting, rolling around. Jesus cast him out in front of the audience. Was this a random event? Let's see. Let's read the conclusion about the story of Jesus casting demons out in church in Mark 1 verse 39 in New Living Translation. So Jesus traveled throughout the region of Galilee, preaching in the synagogues and casting out demons. He went to all the churches and cleaned them out. Amen. Is it okay to cast demons out in church? If we oppose it, who are we opposing? God, Jesus, the work of Christ. Amen. Jesus specifically went about doing that. Praise Jesus for his amazing word. Are you all learning something today? Amen. Now I want I to, I've got to share a very, very, very important truth. Family, as we're going to go down this road of exposing darkness... This is the, this is the, what I'm going to speak to you now is a, is the, is a disclaimer. It's very, very, very important. So Mark, there's a, there's a story about Jesus casting out a demon, and it's told in the Gospel of Mark and the Gospel of Matthew. You know, they, they, they tell the same stories, many of the apostles. So we're going to jump between the two. I just want you guys to get a full revelation of what's being said here. So Mark 2 verse 20 in the NRV then Jesus entered a house, and again a crowd gathered so much that him and his disciples were not able to eat. Massive crowd of people. Then we see in Matthew 12, verse 22, they brought him a demon-possessed man who was blind, and he was mute. And Jesus healed him so that he could both talk and see. Wow. Jesus healed him so that he could both talk and see. So he healed him from this demon-possessed man. And let's see what exactly this is that Jesus done. 
Matthew 12, verse 24 in the NIV. But when the Pharisees heard this, and they were religious, they said, it's only by Beelzebub, the prince of demons, that this man is casting out demons. Wow. So in front of this crowd of people, this man who had an ailment, deaf and mute, He'd been labeled, brought him before Jesus. Jesus healed him. How? By casting out of a demon. So much so that the Pharisees, the religious leaders, heard that Jesus cast a demon out of this man. Mark 3 verse 21, the NIV. When his family heard about this, they went to take charge of him. For they said, he's out of his mind. See, family, as soon as you start doing what Jesus done, as soon as you start, Jesus said, the servant's not greater than the master. If the master was persecuted, the servant will be. If the servant's not being persecuted, the servant's not doing the master's work. Amen? If there's no persecution, you better be weary and concerned. Amen? And so, evidently, Jesus... People thought he was crazy. People were saying he was crazy. And now Jesus responds to this situation. You've got to listen carefully now. Matthew 12, verse 25 in the NIV. Jesus knew their thoughts and said to them, Every kingdom divided, say kingdom divided, against itself will be ruined. It will not stand. And every city or household divided against itself will not stand. Satan is driving out Satan. He is divided against himself. How then can this kingdom stand? You see, kingdoms stick together. Amen? Say that. Kingdoms stick together. Matthew 12, verse 30. Whoever is not with me is against me. Whoever does not gather with me scatters. And so I tell you, every kind of sin, every kind of slander can be forgiven. But blasphemy, blasphemy, speaking against the Spirit of God, the kingdom of God working, Cannot be forgiven. Cannot be forgiven. Anyone who speaks a word against the Son of Man, Jesus said, listen, you can talk about me as much as you want. You can speak about the man as much as you want. You can come and tell me, listen, call you just an idiot. It's fine. You criticize the anointing. You see a man or woman of God functioning in power. You criticize them. You criticizing the spirit behind that power. You better be very, very careful. Because you can cross that boundary that you cannot come back from ever. You are one way ticket to hell. Do we understand that? You never criticize a man or woman of God. I pray for those people who criticize me. 
And we need to pray for them as well, family. We need to pray for them, family. they They could be at the point of committing the unpardonable sin. Criticizing what God is doing. And most importantly, we need to stay away from them. Love them, but at arm's length because it's infectious. Hey, man, I don't know. That is so frightening for me. That's so scary for me. Doesn't that scare you? We should rather just keep quiet. Amen. Even better, let's just support what the, what the Spirit of God is doing. Amen. So family, as we go on this journey, as we start to expose the kingdom of darkness, you need to approach this subject with this platform, understanding. You need to decide. I'm serious. Decide. You, what kingdom are you with? What kingdom are you supporting? Whose voice are you going to listen to? Amen? Did you guys learn something? Amen? And we're going to have an awesome time learning some powerful revelations of the Lord. Next week, Lord willing, it's going to be a very powerful message. But before we end today's service, family, I do not want to leave this time without giving you an opportunity to make right with God, to repent before the Lord. Some of you might not even know the Lord. I need to ask you, have you been born again? Have you been born again? Not are you in a church, not you've got a Christian label. Have you been born again? Is the Spirit of God alive in you? In John 3, there was a man called Nicodemus, religious, Pharisee, more religious than you and I could ever be. He came to Jesus. He saw, he realized there's something more to this Christianity. The kingdom of God is not religion. It's power. Jesus said to him, he said, Nicodemus, if you're not born again, if your spirit's not right with me, you are not going to see heaven. Nicodemus said, well, how, Jesus, do I climb up my mother's womb and get born again? Jesus said to him a second time, Nicodemus, I tell you the truth, unless you are born again, you will not see heaven. You will not go to heaven. The question is, are you born again? You might say, well, Pastor, how would I know? How would I know? The Lord loves you so much that he brought you here today. Everyone that is here today, you've not gone past the point. Everyone here today, you've been brought here. All of you. Even those listening. But you know, the word says, the word says I'm not going to contend with man forever. The Lord said that in the time of Noah. I'm not going to contend with man forever. There's a point where we need to make up our minds. And you might say, well, Pastor Cole, how do I know if I'm born again? Well, the Bible says that the Holy Spirit himself will tell you. He'll testify. He'll speak to your spirit. Why? Because he loves you. He wants you to be born again. So if you knew that you were going to die today, if you knew that this evening 
You're going to breathe your last breath. You're going to actually, actually face Jesus. Are you confident that he's going to say to you, well done, my good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a few things. Enter into my joy. If not, if there's a check in your heart, you need to commit your life back to Jesus. You need to do it. Maybe there's just some of you who you, you, you have been born again. You, you are, but, but the Lord's just saying, child, this moment you need to just do what I'm telling you to. It could be testing your pride. It could be testing your obedience. Or you could have messed up somewhere. The Lord is saying, child, in this moment you need to submit and surrender. So if I can have every head bowed and every eye closed, no one looking around, please, no one moving around in this spirit moment fit in any of those categories I need to ask you to be obedient and I want you to raise up your hands right now to the Lord Jesus Christ hands going up everywhere everywhere hands going up just be obedient to the Lord don't let pride keep you out of heaven child Everyone's raising their hands. I'm going to give you one more opportunity. I'm not going to drag this out. There's people here that the Lord is ministering on your hearts. Bless you. Bless you. The Lord sees those hands. Giving you one more opportunity and then we're going to move on. Yeah, the Lord speaking to your heart. Obey your master. Put your hand up. One, two, three. Up now in Jesus' name. Praise Jesus. Now I want you to focus on the Spirit of Christ. Focus on the presence of Jesus. Focus on His presence. You might just start with a very slight, you can just sense there's just something in the atmosphere. That's Jesus. That's the Spirit of Christ. Now just focus on Him and just focus on that. You're going to be speaking directly to Him. Forget about me. Focus on Jesus. He's here. He loves you so much. He brought you here today. I say this to him. Say, Lord Jesus, I hear you calling my name. Lord, I humble myself. I bow before you, my Lord and my God. I repent of all my wicked ways. I know I failed, Lord. I'm really sorry. Help me to do better. Please forgive me. Please just wash me with that precious blood. Wash away every mark of sin. I believe Jesus Christ you are the son of God and I ask you now to come into my heart come into my life I surrender I lay it down please fill me with your precious spirit right now let me feel your love and your presence.
when I open my eyes, let me know that all things are made new. I just thank Him in your own words. Thank Him for loving you so much. Thank Him for washing away your sins. Thank you for the truth that He speaks to you. Thank you for a fresh start. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Father, I just pray for your spirit to fall right now. In Jesus' name, fall. Your presence, your spirit. Touch your people. Touch your people. Touch your people, Jesus. Touch your people, Lord. Fill them by your precious spirit. Touch them, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Let them know that you are there. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. Isn't he amazing? Hallelujah. He loves you so much. As many of you can still sense his presence. He's still working on many of you. He's such a good God. The kingdom of heaven has come near. Heaven is here, right now. The most incredible miracle. All of heaven rejoices when the souls come to Jesus. Angels are rejoicing for your choice. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you so much, dear family. Thank you so much for being here today and uh, don't miss next weekend it's going to be really interesting there's pamphlets on the tables if you want to take them from the born again experience please take them hand them out love you see you next week let's give jesus a, pra a praise let's give jesus a praise hallelujah